Colby and Todd talk through lousy films. I'm Colby Anderson, and um, my special guest today is Todd Robert Anderson. What is there? Uh, nothing. Hi. Uh, Hi. Thanks for having me on on your show. That's got my name in the title. It's very exciting. Yeah. I thought thank I was you. a guest, but I guess. Thanks for coming. I, I've been I'm, tricked into being a series regular here. I am so happy that uh, you come here for free again. I'm getting so much money from this. I decided to make it a regular thing. Oh. I love it. Thank you for coming for free again. I really appreciate it. You're making a lot of money. So, um, what we do, if you haven't seen this, is I steal, like, uh, ten movies from his garage. I ask them why he owns them, because they're, like, terrible, horrible movies. Uh -huh. And then I take them home with me. This is this is you the take show. You take the... you. T I wasn't aware that you were taking my collection home with you. Are you bringing yeah. them back? No. You didn't know this? This was part of the deal we made. So you're asking me why I like these crappy movies and then you steal them from me. And now you're admitting that. Well. And you make money off of this, which I do not get paid for. Yeah. And you steal things from me. You should the, just you, be happy that you know you're a very persuasive person. You convinced me that they're worth owning, so I own them. Just, just feel happy and successful. I'm going to enjoy my tea for a moment. Gosh, you drink really loudly. Is this like ASMR? What are we doing here? How long are we going to do this for? Oh my god. It's your show. It, it is I don't have show. to do anything. I'm not getting paid. So, you Whoa. know, you deal with it. Wow, now he's looking at his phone, looking at Facebook, reading memes. Oh, memes. I love memes. All right, <laughs> Have all you right. seen all these memes? The, you go into the meme page on Facebook? I don't know. I've never used Facebook. Um, first movie we have is called Payback, starring... <laughs> what? <laughs> Alrighty, that's this show. It's great to start off with that kind of vibe, because you know, it's, it, we're going to go to so great things loud. today. You're very loud. Great things. It's morning time. So, um, our first movie is called Payback, starring Mel Gibson. Why would you own Payback starring Mel Gibson? Well, the truth is, is I think the one you're holding... But, this isn't the original movie. No. You're going to explain why you would own Payback, and then I'm going to ask you about what I'm holding in my hand. <laughs> well, um, you know these, uh... Uh, Parker uh, type stories, you know, yeah. like Jason Statham's in a movie called Parker. Oh, okay. And uh, and Lee Marvin was in a movie called Point Blank. I think it, that's what it was. But it's all these movies are, are about the same, you know, criminal underworld type badass character. Okay. Yeah, and okay. uh, Gibson uh, plays him. The, the and Payback was you know back before, you know we knew we know what we know about Mel Gibson now, yeah. but uh, I was a huge fan of Payback when it was in the theaters. Mm -hmm. um, and that was before, uh, you know, he went crazy, or at least uh, became open yeah, about open his like prejudices. Crazy, sure. yeah. So you, you used to love Mel Gibson before you realized he was not a person to love. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so what I'm holding in my hand is uh, the straight-up director's cut. So I would like to point out that is this that is that Brian the, Helgeland? Was, yeah, I was yeah. just talking about this last night on another podcast. That's, That's so weird. It's interesting. But yeah, uh, this is the original director's cut. Now, Mel Gibson, the one that was released in the theater, yeah. sort of took over and recut it and sh shot some new stuff oh, because he didn't like this version. I had never seen it. It came out. And you bought it. And I got it. The problem is, is that this Blu-ray... Doesn't have the original theatrical version. That's what only I found so has funny about it. Is the, that 
it's only the director's cut, and you have to buy the original separately. Or, or vice versa, you only originally have to buy the director's cut as its own thing. Yes, and 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 the director's cut is not good. It's not good. It, it, it is an interesting thing to look at, to compare them. Um, but yeah, the, the Mel Gibson one, the theatrical one is also longer, <laughs> I believe, uh, than this 90 minute director's cut, but, uh, it, it's just much better. Uh, the pacing and the, and then just the narrative in general in the Mel Gibson cut. So oh. yeah, Helga Lins is not very good. Is Lucy Liu in this? Yep. Huh. Okay. I would say this one's justified. Because, you know, you wanted to see the director's cut, but you had to buy a completely separate thing, which is ridiculous. But I'll consider this one justified. Oh, great. So I got away with that one. You got away with that one. That's fantastic. You're taking that one home. I feel real good about this. All right. Um, So the next one that I brought out is another one from the action genre. Uh Uh-huh. G.I. Joe Retaliation. So I saw... um, Scorpion King, and I saw G.I. Joe, and I saw G.I. Joe Retaliation. I could have gotten any of them, but I chose G.I. Joe Retaliation mm-hmm. over Scorpion King. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I actually enjoy Scorpion King. It's like a weird mummy ripoff, but I still enjoy it. It's a spinoff. It. It's not a ripoff. Spinoff. Spinoff. Spinoff gosh. of uh, The Mummy Returns. Gosh, gosh. Which, The Mummy Returns was the first movie that The Rock appeared in. Really? It's his first movie. I thought his first movie was um, Escape to Witch Mountain, the remake. Nope. No. It was The Mummy Returns, and then he got a spinoff called The Scorpion King because he played The Scorpion King, which is weird because when you watch the spinoff, he's like kind of a different character. You know eventually it'll become an evil Scorpion yeah. King, but in the in the movie uh, Scorpion King, he's not evil. He's the hero. It's very confusing. That's very, very confusing. It's deeply and utterly confusing. You know, it's also confusing the fact that you own G.I. Joe Retaliation, which is the sequel to the G.I. Joe movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Uh, because it's uh action movie. And it's got The Rock and... Channing Tatum, uh, who uh, Channing Tatum, his character, uh, like they they had made this movie and then he became this giant star before this movie came out. So what they did was they uh, uh, added more scenes and they recut stuff to make make his his part bigger because in reality he dies very early. His character dies very early in the film. So, but they recut it and they added more of him so they could make him heavy in the trailers to get people to come out. Like apparently oh. The Rock and, and that cameo from Bruce Willis weren't enough. They also needed the, the Tatum bump. They, they needed the Tatum bump. You got Everybody the, needs the Tatum bump. You got, it's not enough to have you know Bruce Willis show up for five minutes. And, yeah. You know, that's just not yeah. quite you enough. Got, you got to need the yeah. Tatum bump. I mean, unless you're like making a straight-to-video movie shot in Bulgaria, that you know, <laughs> it's just not going to fly. Um, so I'm looking at the cover, and it, it I'm getting some serious Fast and the Furious vibes. I mean, most of the characters are bald, like Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Actually, Fast and Furious, every movie adds another bald guy. And by by Fast and Furious 7, almost everybody's bald. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got Jason Statham, Rock. Um, who's that bald guy? Dwayne Johnson. That's The Rock. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> who's, the, who's the white bald guy, though? Jason Statham. No, no, the other one. Vin bald. Diesel? Vin Diesel. He's not white. He's not white? What is he? I think he's black. I, I, <laughs> am on. I wrong? I, no, Vin I, Diesel's not white. Yeah. Vin Diesel's not white? Yeah. I, I must be going crazy. I mean, okay. Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I should grab Pitch Black and just remind myself what he looks like. Oh, <laughs> man, my brain. So did you learn everything you wanted to know? I've learned so much. I've learned that Joe. I'm a racist. I've learned... <laughs> I don't think you're... I don't think if you mistake a black person for a white person, that makes you racist. Well, you know where that does happen, right? Where? On the Savage Street, starring Linda Blair and John Vernon. Oh. They raped her sister, they killed her best friend, and now she must seek revenge. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, the cover shows her looking all pouty with a crossbow and, like, really frizzy hair. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, why? Well, it's Linda Blair, um, who okay. I like. You know who Linda Blair is? Uh, Ghostbusters? No. No, who? The Exorcist. She's Exorcist. the girl from The Exorcist. Oh, right. She's the one who couldn't get a career because she was in a good movie. Well, yeah. And yeah. when she grew up, she had a hard time getting work and wound up doing a lot of, I mean, you know, A-type work. She did a lot of yeah. uh, B-movies like Savage Streets, um, exploitation films. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and uh, they're low-budge, grimy fun, I would say. I don't think I've ever heard anyone use grimy and fun in the same context unless they're talking about mud wrestling. Well, I came up at, you know, I grew up in a different time than you. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, and, and in that time, but like one, we didn't have access to all the things that you instantly have access to. If you want to watch Savage Streets, you just... Say uh, Siri or Alexa or whoever put on the Savage Streets and they'll 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 put it right on. I had to go to VHS stores and rent that stuff. So there was you know Mm -hmm. these certain low budge movies like when the VHS thing blew up, they started making more and more low budge movies just to be put on VHS, and a lot of them were exploitative, grimy things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And in the seventies. Uh, in the 80s, there were movies like Vice Squad, and there were, and and then, you know, and those were all L.A. movies, and I grew up on the East Coast, I'd never been to L.A., so, like, seeing, like, this, you know, seedy underbelly of Hollywood and all that was, was, was cool. It was well, like, in New York, too, there were movies yeah. in New York, and, you know, New York yeah. was always presented as slimy and all that, and, they're, uh, yeah. they're the dumps with the giant rats and cockroaches and whatnot. Yeah. But... To be fair, they um, they might have taken down most VHS stores, but the VHS stores got replaced with bargain bins, which they put in like Walmart and a bunch of places. So you got your bargain bins, right? You reach your hand in, you pick out a $2 movie like Savage Streets. Mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. You, you lost it, but you kind of gained it too, you know? Sure, sure. Um, so I would say this is an unjustified film. You don't, you don't approve. No, that's All unjustified. Right. Well, oh, did I say if G.I. Joe retaliation was justified or not? No. No, no, unjustified. <laughs> not justified? Why is that one not justified? So, because you didn't justify it. Yeah, I said it's got Channing Tatum. For like five minutes. No, like ten minutes. Oh, ten minutes? All right, G.I. Joe's uh, now justified. <laughs> um... The next thing I brought out is one of your famous three packs. Mmm, mmm. Three pack of Clint Eastwood films. Uh, The three movies include Every Which Way But Loose, Any Which Way You Can, and Honky Tonk Man. Well, the first two uh, are his uh, orangutan punch movies. Orangutan punch movies. He hangs out with an orangutan named named Clyde Mm -hmm. uh, and his ma. Played by uh, Ruth, uh, Ruth Gordon. Um, and he, to make money, he punches people in parking lots. So it's the adventures of a guy with an orangutan who punches people in. And he runs afoul of, you know, a Nazi biker gang and whatnot. Oh, boy. It's, okay. it's, it's silly uh, uh, 70s uh, fun. Sure. And Honky Tonk Man came with those two that I like. And Honky Tonk Man is boring. Oh, you don't you you're not a big fan of Honky Tonk Man? No, I'm not a big fan of road movies where Clint Eastwood is a musician, blah blah blah. Oh you're right. If it's he's not punching just... if he's not punching people, I don't want I don't want to hang out. He's literally just a musician. Does he sing? Does he do a whole singing number? Yeah. Oh, I kinda wanna see that. Right. I bet you're on in like an album. You might like it, you know? Uh, it's sweet uh, uh... Alright. Unjustified. Unjustified. Next what one. about the orangutan and punching people in a parking the lot? The orangutan punching people in the parking lot is fine. The sequel, eh. But there's Honky Tonk Man, so all of it's unjustified. <laughs> oh. The next movie. You made it wrong. sound like you would like to see Honky Tonk Man. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the next one I brought out was you have a lot of, um, like, B. Ugh. Exploitation films, mm-hmm. and I love bringing those up because you you get all uh, jittery, you know. You're like, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> so uh, the next one I, I get brought up, all jittery, and yeah, I say, oh gosh. You start squirming in your seat, you know. Your cheeks turn red, and whatnot. So uh, the movie I brought up is Bikini Bloodbath Shakespeare. <laughs> so I thought it was so funny that 
something like Shakespeare goes with bikini bloodbath. How does that well, work? Well, there's a, a franchise of, and I got news for you, these aren't B-movies. Oh, God. These are like real low-grade uh, Oh, they're movies. C-movies? They're like, they're like Z. <laughs> <laughs> X, Y, or Z. Um, I didn't think that was, a, that was a thing. Is that how they're rated, too? Uh, what do you mean? X movies rated X. No, these movies are not rated. They don't put them in front of the uh, MPAA because they don't they don't care. They're just putting them out on video to get idiots like me to buy them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if sure. I remember this, Debbie Racon is sort of a, a like a fixture in uh, horror exploitation, really low budge stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I find her amusing. Um, and this franchise. I believe uh, what happened was they took the original Bikini Bloodbath movie mm-hmm. and then they just dubbed it over with Shakespearean dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you, I literally have owned this movie twice, but once it's dubbed <laughs> with Shakespearean. I love how, I mean, how much was this? Like 50 cents? Yep. Okay. Um. I'm sorry, I gotta say this one's unjustified. Why? Why not? I explained well, so much. It's like, Bikini w- Bloodbath, but dubbed with Shakespeare? That doesn't seem justify- justifiably... Justify- justifiable by. Right, I see. So it's unjustified. Okay. You should really watch that show. You'd love it. You're all about Justified? justified. I, I, I did watch Justified. Oh, you did watch Justified. You should watch it more, because so far you're all unjustified. <laughs> So, the next thing I brought out is... The I watched the whole show. I oh, watched. you watched the whole show? All the seasons oh. of Justified. I like that show. That's great. I still need to watch that show. I haven't tried it yet. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I bet I would. I like that um, shoot 'em up shoot-em-up shoot things. You know what I also love? Animal Apocalypse. It's a four-movie set starring four movies... Here are the titles of the four Animal Apocalypse. I love that of set of movies stars movies. Ka. <laughs> One's called Ka, spelled K-A-W. Uh-huh, that's Nightwing. about crows. That's about bats. Bats. That's about bats. <laughs> <laughs> really? Bats is about bats. I wouldn't have guessed that one. It's not about baseball bats. It's about oh, oh, oh. winged creatures. Of course. Well, I, I didn't need that because in the bats, there's a photo of a bat instead of the A. Mm-hmm. So, but it has a subtitle because it's not Bats. There's another movie called Bats with Lou Diamond Phillips, and that's not what that is. Oh. This is Bats mm-hmm. Human Harvest. Human is the harvest. Name. Bats Human yeah. Harvest. And then the final, the the best of them all, Fatal Contact Bird Flu in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, these all sound... Why are you on this? Um, that was given to me uh, by my wife, Oh, well, this was a wife uh, gift for uh, Christmas, I think. This wasn't a friend gift. No, it, it, my wife, your mother, will sometimes get me uh, for holidays and birthdays. Gets me sets of bad horror movies, yeah, or action movies. And okay, that was one she found in a bargain bin, probably at Best Buy or something back when you would just pop into shops. Remember those times? You just pop. Oh, hey, let's pop into a shop. All right, you know, I'm just gonna unjustify. But now that. you gotta. Not, and now you got your your own mother. You unjustified your own mother's gift. I don't gift. know what you're talking about. Um. All right, here's a movie which you'll probably be able to justify pretty easily. Wrong Turn Six: Last Resort, unrated. Mm-hmm. It's the sixth of the Wrong Turn movies. I notice you in all of them, all of the Wrong Turn movies. Mm-hmm. It's the unrated version, and it is a Blu-ray box set, which means you paid more than two dollars for this. Mm. Why? I actually didn't pay uh, more than two dollars for it. I really? Got, I got oh, you it. got the side of the bargain then? Yep. Wow, you find some good stuff in the bargain bin. I sure or do. some bad stuff in the good bin. I did pay top dollar for the new Wrong Turn movie that just came out. Why? Uh, because it's a pandemic, and uh, I, I would, you know, I'm a completist. I, I have my horror franchises. I love them. And, uh, you know, so I was going to get it. So what's Wrong Turn? Like a person goes into the area of a killer... Is it Texas Chainsaw, but with a different... Um, it's like uh, deformed, inbred hillbillies. 
who so Texas like jump around in the treetops. Yeah, it's but like Texas Chainsaw is like Texas sort of a like Texas Plains type setting. This is a wood woodland. Woodland. But it's about a, a group of the original is about a group of teenagers who literally uh, take a wrong turn and they wind up terrorized by these uh, hillbillies. Now the new one yeah. is very different. Oh boy. It was, it was surprising that it wasn't. Uh, where was it? Uh, it? Well, it was also in the woods and it was also involved a wrong turn, but it was the people who were uh, Menacing them were uh, not the same as they were in the original. So we're just different characters entirely. Yeah, new twists. New twists. Okay, I I can appreciate the twist. So I would six. I would say uh, wrong turn seven, justified. Wrong turn six. Eh, you know. Eh. It's got good. These are very gory films. I bet they're very gory. You like it's, gory it's unrated, so yeah. I would say wrong turn six is justified. All right, cool. So I've got um, like a two for how many? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're uh, two for seven. Unless you count the four box sets as four movies, then you're like two for 20 or something like that. <laughs> uh, but but you, you negate entire, uh, like all the movies in yeah. the box set, you said are unjustified because of one movie. It's not really fair. If you're counting... I'm sorry, is this your podcast? Is this the Toncast? No. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the Colby and Todd Talk Through Lousy Films podcast. Right. We talk. don't really talk through lousy films. <laughs> we talk about lousy we films. We talk about lousy You judge lousy films that I happen to own. That's a great name. Colby and Todd judge lousy films that Todd happens to own while Todd complains. It's a great name. It's really catchy. It's very long. It's very... I've Sounds I, like a run-on sentence. I can shorten it. Don't worry. Um, I am going to worry. <laughs> you <laughs> are don't, going to worry. Don't tell me that I cannot worry. Cannot. I am a worry wart. You're a worry wart. That's disgusting. You put like an image of a worrying wart in my head now. Um. Anyways, species the awakening. Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Why? 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 Yeah. Species. Uh-huh. Awakening. Um, it's really simple. Oh, it's simple now, is yeah. it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's the fourth or fifth species movie, mm-hmm. and I owned all the other ones, so I felt compelled to, to get it. Oh. You... you know what the species movies are about? Uh, it's an alien who looks like a woman... Who um, kills? She's only a half human. She's a clone from a hybrid of a human and alien DNA that must flee to Mexico to locate the scientist who created her. And they find themselves locked in battle with a horde of rampaging, unstoppable hybrids. And time is running out before Miranda will inevitably surrender to the killer instinct that lurks inside her own body. Inevitably. Yep. You said inevitably. I said what? Unvitably. Unvitably? Is that a word? <laughs> no. That's why. Inevitably. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not what I meant to say. <laughs> okay, inevitably. Yeah. Inevitably. This movie's unjustified. Why? Because it's Species 6. You bought it out of habit for buying the other ones. Yeah. You're like you're like a car junkie who buys cars and sees a car and is like, I gotta buy it because I bought this car. You know. Who's that? Does that? Rich people who have a lot of money. So like, if they buy like a series, they get it the same yeah. model of car every year. Car collectors, yeah, they do that. Sure. Why is that? Why? why exactly. That? Why? Why? Why do you own species? I don't know. I don't know, Dad. I don't know. Wow. Uh, final. Well, have you seen Species the first one? Nope. I uh, will watch it when I'm 18. Roger Ebert really liked it. Who? Roger Ebert. Who? Roger Ebert. Okay, you can keep saying the name, but I'm not going to just suddenly know who Roger Ebert is. He was uh, the nation's, one of the nation's top movie critics. Okay. That's who he was. And he, and he loved Poison Ivy. Or not Poison Ivy, Species. He loved Species, the first Species. Oh, okay. So he had a, he had a, 
he it tended to like movies where uh, there's some supermodel in the lead who's naked a lot. He had a he enjoyed those kind of movies. Oh, so he's not the most trustworthy source. People trusted him very much. He had his own TV show with Gene Siskel uh, on Sunday nights. They are was it Thursday Friday nights Thursday nights before yeah it was like probably Thursday nights but maybe I remember it being Sunday nights anyway. They'd review uh, they'd review a lot of movies and Gene Siskel always hated he hated everything that was uh, horror films. Oh really? He thought they were uh, horrible. Huh. And so did Roger Ebert. They they uh, they went after them quite a bit. Good for them. I don't think so. Uh, next movie, the second to last, which uh, we're getting into the good stuff here, like. We took out one of those uh, colander things, and we poured a bunch of sand in, and we moved the sand around. Now all that's left is nothing, because all there was was sand, and so all the sand dripped out. So we have the Poison Ivy collection, a four-movie collection of four, all four Poison Ivy films in one collection in high definition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Why do you own Poison Ivy films? Uh, well, you know that I'm highly allergic to Poison Ivy and Poison Oak. Right? Everybody's highly allergic to poison. Not everybody is. No, no. Uh, when I uh, did that, you remember I did that show and I yeah, got the horrible yeah, rash yeah, that lasted rashes. for a couple months. The, the guy that. who was in the scenes with me, who was rolling around in the same ground that I was, did, oh, he didn't not, get a, did not get any rash. Oh, good. So not That's everybody's exactly. allergic. Although the, the interesting thing about poison ivy and poison oak is you really have to be exposed to it four or five times before you'll have a reaction. That's really weird. It is. So I'm starting to see a similarity between you and so obviously, the Roger Ebert guy with the uh, supermodel starring in movies you own. Uh-huh. Uh, Poison Ivy. It's just supermodels. No, no. no. It's Because po I'm scared of Poison Ivy. Yeah. So I was drawn to this horror franchise because Poison Ivy scares me. It's adorable how hard you're trying. It turned out that it's not about the plant. It's about a lady, a young lady who's dangerous. I, I would believe that, except you owned like three other Poison Ivy movies in the garage. I did? You, or two. You, well, you own the like, one that's just by itself. Poison Ivy? The um, collection of four. Do I really? Yeah. I thought I only just had that. The only other movie I can think of that has a Poison Ivy in it is a, one of those Batman movies. <laughs> Batman. That's what I thought this was. I thought this was a break-off for Poison Ivy, who's actually a fun character, but nope. It's not. <laughs> um, Sorry. You, so you sound so disappointed. It's fine. I'm, I'm good. Okay. I'll say it's unjustified. All right. But I'm going to justify Species. All right. There's your, there's your trade-off. Now, for the big finale. The big the finale. Big, big, big finale. Robot Jocks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Uh, that went on for too long. Uh, I, I want everyone out there to know that uh, this man, he like leaned towards the mic and continued laughing. The mic slobbered and spit now, which is, is so gross. Good times, right? Yeah. So you, you obviously find it funny that I chose Robot Jocks to be my climax film. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the catch thing, the catchphrase thing is the ultimate killing machine, part man, part metal. What is this? Uh, you know, those movies, uh, the Pacific Rim yeah. movies and they have those, uh, what are they called? Jaegers? Jaegermeisters? Um, Jaegers. Just Jaegers. Jaegermeisters. So no, they take their, they get inside their Jaegermeisters and they fight the kaijus. <laughs> the yeah. kaijus? Kaijus, yeah. <laughs> So that this is a this is a uh, 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 Jägermeister movie before Jägermeister movies were cool. It's just Jägers. Jäger movies were never cool. They weren't. No, Pacific Rim got a sequel and it bombed. 
Well, that's neither here nor there. The first one did well. The first one did well? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. It does have the one guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which I appreciate. It, so. Oh, the... Uh, 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 the whiny uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Creepy dude. Um, <laughs> the whiny one. <laughs> well, he, he does do a lot of whining in, in his episodes. It's the character, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, just for time's sake, because we haven't been going on for very long, I'm going to read the back. Great. So, directed by Stuart Gordon, who's the award-winning guy who made Reanimator. Yeah, I love Reanimator. Oh, gosh. Uh, Robot Jocks Reveals a World Oh, Revolution. gosh. You haven't seen Reanimator. No. You, you're going to have to watch that one on your own. No, there's there's too much naked ladies in no. it to, to have Really? In a Reanimator? That's gross. Is it a movie made per, for pedophiles or something? No, it's not naked children, dude. Or it's... not pedophiles. Uh, what do you call when you uh, like dead bodies? Necrophilia? Necrophilia. Not really, no. Uh-huh. Robot Josh reveals a world where nations settle their territorial disputes by a single combat match between two giant machines. Piloted by national heroes Achilles, Gary Graham in TV's Alien Nation, and Alexander Paul Coslow in Shadow Chaser, both great, great films. The robots meet. Alienation was a TV series. He was on the TV series that was uh, based on a movie. Oh, oh, he's in the TV series. I believe so, yeah. Uh, Didn't it say TV's Alienation? Yeah, TV's Alienation. I just assumed that it was, you know, broadcast. Did you ever see the movie uh, Alien Nation? No. I think you did, actually. I did. What's it about? Uh, It's about, it's like this cop played by James Caan is forced to partner up with an alien. And he has prejudices against aliens. Oh, didn't they make um, a TV show starring um, Will Smith? Or, or was it a movie with Will Smith with that same concept? Alien Nation? Oh. Where, where Will Smith is partnered with an alien. Yeah, yeah. The, the, bri- the Bright, I think it was called. Wasn't bright. it called Bright? Yeah, Bright. That's it. That's it. Yes, sort of. It, yeah. Alien Nation is better. But it's like basically, it's basically a... You know, a cop procedural, except one of the cops is an alien. Yeah, it, it's like a, um, a thing about racism, right? It, yeah, do you know who played the alien in uh, Alien Nation? No. Mandy Patinkin. Oh. Do you know who Mandy Patinkin is? No. Mandy Patinkin was your grandfather, Bob's uh, mm-hmm. best friend growing up in Chicago. Oh, that man. And he, uh, I'm trying to think what movies you know him from. Well, Princess Bride. He's Inigo Montoya. My oh, name is so Inigo Montoya. Yeah, yeah, cool. you know him. Yeah. Uh, that's, and he's in one of my favorite all-time mm-hmm. movies, uh, The Music of Chance, which I don't think you've seen yet. I don't think so either. I think you would like it. So, um, back to the robots who meet in Death Valley to fight for the greatest prize of all, Alaska, which is, to be honest, the greatest prize of all. I mean... Yeah, if, if, would, if, would if, you prefer... if, if you're... If your idea of a prize is a place full of suicidal alcoholics, sure. So oh, sorry, Alaska. I'm oh, just kidding. All, you're I'm just all kidding. my Alaskan fans just walked out now. <laughs> would you? Well, would you rather Canada or would you rather Alaska? Like you, you can choose between Alaska and Canada. I'd pick Canada. You'd pick Canada. I mean, Alaska is cool. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's got snow. Glaciers. Yeah. yeah. But when Achilles' machine crushes 300 spectators, the match ends in a draw. Uh-huh. Is that it? Refusing to face Alexander <laughs> It'd be weird match. if it just, like, just <laughs> ended with, And the match ends in a draw. The Everybody end. went home. Everyone went <laughs> home. No one got Alaska. Alaska remained a free state. Alaska was, it was its good, own good thing, where Sarah Palin can still see Russia from her <laughs> porch. <laughs> Um, refusing to face Alexander in a rematch, Achilles is replaced by Athena, Anne Marie Johnson in, from TV's Melrose Place. Oh, Melrose Place. Faction. You didn't uh, watch that. I used to watch uh, Beverly Hills 90210 and Melrose Place uh, in a block. Uh, it was uh, th- those were very popular shows. When I was in college, yeah. every Wednesday night I'd go to my friend's house and we would sit and we would watch those two shows. Sorry. And we would have a good time. I bet. Why are you apologetic? 
because a genetically engineered combat fighter was when the gen jocks... Why are they calling them gen jocks? I don't know. Gen jocks. Oh, oh, I get it. That's the name for the robot. Instead of Jaegers, it's gen jocks. Yes. But then why is the title for the movie Robot Jocks? Shouldn't they call the movie Gen Jocks? Well, but if they did, then no one would know what what it what it was. I mean, the the robot makes it clear, you know, and jocks suggest jockeys, yeah, you know, jockeys. robot jockeys. Uh, so that makes it very clear what the movie is. If you called it Gen Gen Jocks, people would be like, I don't know what the hell that is. But there's a giant photo of a robot on the cover. You just have to look at the cover. I, I know, oh, but you have to you have to communicate in your title as well what your movie. If people aren't looking at the the poster art or the no, box no art, no one's looking at the poster art anyways. Why not? Because it's a movie about robot jocks. Why wouldn't they? But if they were interested in the movie, they oh, would you mean the, yeah, okay. If but if you were talking to your friend. You know, and you're like, yeah, have you seen Robot Jocks? You, you, you know, you, you would know what... You would know what Robot Jocks. I'm just saying Gen Jocks is a more interesting name than Robot Jocks. Like, you go to your friend and you're like, hey, have you seen Robot Jocks? And they'll just kind of look at you strange and walk away. Because you're yelling at them in the school and they don't know you. But, <laughs> so the better title why, would why be... Why am I in a school yelling Robot Jocks at, pe- at kids? <laughs> What's wrong with me? So. <laughs> Just break into a school. Robot jocks. Say hey, you kids. Hey kids. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. So that they look at you strangely because you're a man breaking into school yelling robot jocks. Now, if you yell gen jocks, they would look at you and be like, "Hell yeah!" And then you guys no, would have a bro five. This is like, and your muscles would rip out of your shirt, and the- that would be awesome because. Gen Jocks is a great title. This is like in that old Steven Spielberg movie where that guy goes, you yell Barracuda, and people go, huh, what? You yell Shark, and we've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. This is the same thing, except, you know, it doesn't necessarily cause panic. I'm so confused. Who would not panic if someone yelled Barracuda? Well, okay, I got a, I got a lot of questions about <laughs> yelling barracuda. Um, are you yelling it under the water? Because barracudas aren't like sharks. They don't come up to the surface where you, you go, oh, shit, that's a sh- barracuda up on the surface. They hang down, 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 deep okay, in the okay. water. Let's, so if let's you're, go back. Hold on. Let's if go you're back yelling barracuda, you're going to drown. I mean, I, I mean, unless you have, you know, you're in scuba gear, I guess. What about the... But then people won't hear it. It comes out when you yell. It just comes out a bunch of bubbles. So what was the quote again? If if you yell... Barracuda. Barracuda. People go, huh? What? Huh? What? You yell shark. You yell shark and We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. That doesn't make sense. If if someone yelled barracuda and pointed to a barracuda, (laughs) everyone would run away. (laughs) But, okay. So I'm back to... You're pointing at a barracuda and yelling barracuda. <laughs> Where is the barracuda that you're seeing? In the ocean. And you see it deep down. Yeah. Now, if you... You can see it through the ocean <laughs> yes. waves. No, it, it's it's coming up to eat people. It's hungry. Whatever. It's a hungry... So, uh, uh, if you yell shark, no one's going to care. Someone's just going to punch the shark in the nose and keep swimming. You know? That's not true. That's how it works. That's not true. Now, you can't punch a barracuda in the nose, because you try punching a barracuda in the nose, it'll eat your hand off. Yeah, but that if you miss the shark's nose, you could get your whole arm bitten off. Yeah, that's true, but no one's going to miss the shark nose. Sharks have huge nose. Like, half their body is a nose. You know what you, you do if a shark's coming at you? Mm. Um, you... When they get to you, you actually put both your hands on their nose, right? And then you somersault over the top of their nose and grab the uh, dorsal fin on their back and you just ride them. (laughs) This doesn't sound like a a good idea. No, I'm telling you, I knew a guy who could do it. Oh, you saw that? I bet you saw that like a dumb action movie. My friend, my close personal friend, Thomas Jane. Oh, you're close... You know Thomas Jane? Can you can you set up a, a little hookup? Yeah, you want you want <laughs> <No. laughs> you want to date Thomas Jane? 
How I mean, old I don't is he think now? I don't think uh, he's, like, he's got to be like fifty, right? Yeah, left the fifty. Imagine being fifty. That's old and shitty. Well, that's not what I said. I don't know how old Tom Jane is. So I hope Tom Jane is older than me. I hope he's more like sixty. Okay, but when the Gen Jax is nearly killed and the game is forfeited, Achilles avenges their honor by challenging Alexander to a winner-take-all death match in this heavy metal sci-fi adventure. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Why? Doesn't that make you want to watch that right away? Actually, kind of Like, does. drop that, everything? That wasn't a bad description, but I felt like they told us the entire movie. Well, yeah, it's a bit, there's a, it's a bit spoilery. This, this, yeah, this didn't sound like a blurb, it sounded more like a summary. Uh-huh, yeah, well, sometimes they would do that. You know, the truth is, is with, with uh, uh, certain movies like Robot Jocks, oh. you can go in knowing entirely what's going to happen the yeah. whole time, and it's such a magical experience that you, you won't be sad about spoilers. It's not oh. like a M. Night Shyamalan movie where someone tells you that, Bruce Willis is dead. It ruins the whole thing for you because the movie's kind of boring if you know that he's dead. Wait, Bruce Willis is going to die in The Sixth Sense? He was dead the whole time. Oh my gosh. This was a crazy twist. I haven't seen that movie yet. Oh, did I ruin it? You, you blew it. I'm so sorry. You blew it. In the in the Lady in the Water with Paul Giamatti, uh, I can't remember. Oh my gosh. Stop, stop ruining things. I can't remember how it ends. You're like my grandpa. I remember the village turned out to be a village in modern times, not like olden times. Oh, like that, um, like the, um, what's the movie where we think we're enslaved times, but then it turns out it's like white people are taking black people hostage and making them live in the past. Antebellum? Was that it? Antebellum? I think so. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking. I remember not liking that that movie. No, that movie was boring. But uh, sounds like a similar thing, is all I'm saying. Robot Jacks? Sounds like Antebellum? No, the movie you're just talking about. The Okay, for I that, thought we were talking about Robot Jacks. I don't know what we're talking about anymore. I thought we were talking about Bruce Willis. All right, fine. I will consider species to be justified. Great. And <laughs> Robot Jocks uh-huh. will be justified. Nice. So you changed species because of robot jocks? No, species was always justified. It was poison ivy that was unjustified. I was just reminding you that species was justified. Oh, I thought I thought you said it was unjustified. Oh, but I justified it because I unjustified poison ivy, and I felt like one of them should be justified and one of them shouldn't be justified, you know? But when we were talking about species, you likened it to being rich and collecting automobiles. Um, uh, but you never oh, yeah, really weighed in. Do you think that's unjustified collecting automobiles? Yeah, of course. Unless you're going to drive like a separate one every day. I mean, I, I can understand some collectors like collecting watches because you get to wear a different watch every day. But it's not like you're going to drive. Most of the collectors don't even drive the cars, you know, because they want them in pristine condition. They just leave them in their garage, which is pointless. I had a friend who uh, his dad had a classic uh, Porsche that he kept in a uh, uh, like a, a special glass uh, display room. Uh, and then my friend uh, Cameron, uh, we went over there one time, and he just he got so mad. He was mad at his dad, oh, and he just started kicking the crap out of this car. He kicked the yeah, car. and that the car, expensive car that meant everything to his yeah, dad. Yeah, and he had it up on a jack, and and when he was kicking it, you know, it was it was running. Oh gosh! Because uh, yeah. they were trying it. What they they went on a day trip. They? I thought it was a we. Weren't you? Oh, we. Weren't you that's what I meant. Yeah. We. Uh, well, it, it wasn't. We went on a day trip, but then the guys who we yeah. left the car with, they went on a joyride. Wait, you, you left this expensive Porsche with a bunch of guys you don't know? Why, they were, why would you do this? Well, because you it was a garage. It was a place where you park your car. Why wouldn't you just park your car like on the street, the sidewalk? Well, because it's a Porsche and we wanted it to be safe. But it wasn't safe because the guy stole it and went for a joyride. Well, we didn't foresee that happening. We trusted the, the garage uh, uh, employees not okay. to do that. But they did. Yeah. So the long and short of it is, you know, we had the thing up on blocks and we were trying to run it backwards because right. we thought if we ran it backwards, then it would take those miles off. But it turns out that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Even if you're going backwards, you're still putting miles on the car. You're not... 
you know, so that didn't work. That was and then my friend dumb. Cameron got so mad that he kicked his dad's car, but then it fell off of the jack and it was, you know, the tires were going and it just went right out the, the glass window into the ravine that the house was built on. I don't know why his rich family built that house on that on ravine. ravine. And they put the glass, the like expensive car in a glass case that was right next to the edge of the ravine. I don't know why, but you know, there is a way to turn the miles back. Well, you'd have to break you, you open. Break open the car, and then you take the dial and you turn it. Yeah, that's illegal. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's illegal. Yeah. So it also it is, would wreck the the car, like you. Oh, you think that would completely wreck the car? Well, in order to get into the uh, uh, what's it called, the odometer or whatever, you, you'd have to you have to break the the you know plexiglass that covers it. Mm-hmm. So then you'd have to have a replacement for the plexiglass. Sure, sure, yeah, of course. <sighs> what? This sounds like a movie I've seen. Wait, maybe not. Maybe it's not. just something that happened with me that and my friend when we were in high school. Ecstatic friend. I was taking a day off. I just, you know, mostly because of him. He was so depressed, you know. I was like, we got to get you out. All right, whatever. Have whatever. a fun time. We went into so, town. We went into Chicago, into the city. That sounds great. We went, we got, we went to a fancy restaurant. I bet you had a whole city we went to a, We went to a museum and we like did a, a following the leader with a bunch of kids. We joined up. That was fun. Yes. And then uh, we went to a parade and uh, I actually uh, got up on a float. Yeah. Yeah. I got up on a float yeah. and I sang two songs. Uh, one uh, by um, uh, that Trumper guy who sounds like a lady, and then uh, one by the Trump Beatles. Son? No, it, yeah. it, it, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton, right, right. Oh, um, before we end the podcast, I would like to just point out, look at how nice my place is. I've been doing so much. I patched up the walls. I haven't had a barf cat or a howling dog in, like, uh, a week now. Good. Great. Isn't that, isn't that great? However, I've been having these mice that come in and they squeak, right? And then they run out. It's it's the most annoying thing. They come in and they squeak. I try and step on them, right? Because uh-huh. stepping on them would make them not squeak, but they, they just keep running out. And then one time I stepped on one of the mice and then a huge mouse came in and they bit my uh, foot off. A huge mouse? Yeah. Really you mean a rat? No. A really, really big mouse. Is he was it? like the size of a dog, but he couldn't have been a dog because I patched up the hole in the wall. I see. That one right there, the hole over there. I I can't even see where the hole was. You yeah. did a very good job of patching it up. Thank you. I I did some uh, great stuff. Like there, uh, there's a giant hole in the ceiling now, which is kind of annoying. But I'll. You know, Why is there I'll a hole in the there. ceiling? Oh, that was because I threw a rock at one of the mouse mice. Uh-huh. Sorry, and uh, it missed, and it put a hole in my ceiling. I see. How big was the rock? Oh, it was uh, like the size of a boulder. Oh, I remember one time in college, uh, my friend from high school visited me and he brought his like girlfriend at the time. And she, uh, they both had like temper issues Oh boy! and she and him got in a yelling fight. My roommate and I were just sitting there sort of watching them fight with each other. And then she got so mad that she punched a hole in our wall right (laughs) next to the door that led to the hallway outside of our apartment. She just put a giant hole. And then and they never paid. They never gave us money to fix it. Oh, that's... We had to pony up for it. And then you shouldn't cool. do that. No, that's not cool that they didn't give you money to patch a hole you punched in the wall. She, they punched in the wall. That's, that's just cheap, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting when people are, like, have those proclivities to lose their temper uh, at that level. You know, I mean, I think we have all gotten angry and lost, but to lose control of yourself. Since kindergarten, I've been taught, like, when you get angry, don't punch or throw stuff, you know? Unless you're going to punch a punching bag or throw a pillow. Yeah, yeah, you can use a punching bag for sure, or a pillow, yeah. Or, you know, or just go, you know, punch the sand or something. Punch the sand sounds like a great tactic. I actually have a question for you, which I meant to ask last time, but I completely forgot. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Of all time? Of all time. Like, when you kind of, you feel, like, as you're watching it, you're like, this sucks. But you love watching it anyways. 
Waterworld doesn't count. I can't say Waterworld. Uh, I mean, I, you know, my go-to is often... I, I like a lot of these yeah. things, but uh, I love Chud. Chud. Uh, I rewatched Chud just last night really? uh, with uh, my wife, and uh, we watched it with the, uh, the DVD commentary. Uh, and I can't recommend this enough uh, if you haven't. It's, <laughs> it's the funniest DVD commentary I can think of. Why? Well, because it's the actual actor's and director or writer, I can't remember. Uh, but it's it's the people who actually worked on the movie. And they're, you know that show, Mystery Science Theater 3000, where they make fun of bad movies yeah. sitting in the audience? It's like that. Oh, they're making the, fun of their own movie. They're making movie. fun of their, themselves and their own movie, That's and, they're, and they're cracking up, and they're remembering certain things. And it, it, it's really funny. Really, really funny. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah. I, I gotta try it sometime. Yeah. So, um, I think that's about it for our show. I've got to gotta thank you for coming once again. It's going to make me a lot of money. I'm going to save up and buy a hot tub soon. Maybe oh. like two more of these podcasts, I'll buy myself a hot tub. I'll get you like a pack of C's candies or something. Um, you can have most of the two of these movies were unjustified, so you can keep them. I'll be uh, taking the rest. Wait, you and just upped the that just changed completely. Before only two were justified, now only two are unjustified. So you can take most of them home. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you arguing with me in my podcast? Yeah, I don't want you I to keep like taking to, my. Thank you. You don't even like these uh, once movies again. Like poison ivy. Thank you for coming <laughs> to Colby and Ferris Bueller talk through lousy <laughs> films. It's been a it's been a great time. And I'll uh, see you next time. All right. All right. Thanks for having me on your show. I'll see myself out. Yeah, they go to the bathroom. <laughs>